With that, I would like to invite Dr. Vianne Timmons to give us an opening welcome for our event today. She is the President and Vice Chancellor of the U of R since 2008. She was named one of Canada's top 100 women four times, and she was named one of Saskatchewan's 10 most influential women. Welcome Dr. Vianne Timmons to the stage. I also want to acknowledge these traditional lands that we are privileged to be on. So important part of our past, but it's more importantly a part of our students and our children's futures. And so I want to begin with that. Um, I want to thank Elder Lorna, and she's one of our graduates. She said in 2000 she got a business admin degree. Let's give her a hand for that. Your words were... We're, uh, we're touching and inspiring, so thank you so much, Elder. Um, I want to thank Crystal for asking me to come and bring a welcome to you today. Uh, Crystal does such important work with PATHS, the Provincial Association of Transition Houses and Services in Saskatchewan. So I want to, she's also one of our grads, so I have to say that too. So welcome, everyone, to the University of Regina, your university. Uh, we're pleased to host this event. And um, even if you're from Saskatoon, anyone from Saskatoon here? I say your university because you have two provincial universities. Uh, sometimes forgotten, but two provincial universities. Uh, so I want to just uh, welcome you and to your second institution um, in the province. You know, Amnesty International does such important work, um, providing so much support for the wide range of human rights concerns. Um, last year, Grand Marshal of the Queen City Pride Parade, bringing gender rights and issues to the forefront. And one of your most important roles is how you support young people and young adults becoming activists. And this is really important in today's society because we see social innovation, and a desire for change all around us, and so many young people who are leading this. Um, Park Parkland High School. Let's take a moment just to think about that, how these young students are holding people, or politicians in the United States, to account for gun control. But when we think of gender, and we think of the young woman that stood up, and how she was attacked. Do you remember that? It just reminds us that we have a long way to go, and how the hashtag never again movement is so important. Now, I have to apologize. I want to just take a moment to acknowledge uh, all the families of the Humboldt uh, Broncos today and um, just send my love and my thoughts and all of our love and thoughts to all those families who are experiencing such a loss of these amazing young men who are part of our future in this province. So I'll just maybe just do a moment, just take a moment. Let's. Just take a moment for that. Thank you. This year, this conference today, Defending Gender Rights and Equality, it's timely. And it's an age-old issue. Equity and equality are long overdue. Now, I have my notes here, and I'm going to just give you some highlights, but then I'm going to just discard them with your permission and just talk to you from my heart. But I'm frustrated. I have to say I'm frustrated. My grandmother... Martha Shiketo, she was pulled out of school in grade four in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and she was forced to become a housekeeper for her family. This is here in Canada. She was in grade four. She married at 16 to get 
away from the life of servitude that she was really put into by her parents. She had my mother at 16 years old. Uh, my grandmother didn't have a chance to even finish elementary school, and this is in Canada. And there are young girls all over the world who are still living the life that my mother lived. And today, when we look at the situation today, here in Canada, the median income from women, 28,000. The median income from men, 40,000. A recent global gender gap report said that it will take 217 years to reach gender parity. 217 years. What has been happening? Nothing much, unfortunately. There's progress being made in some countries. Take a look at Iceland. Now has legislated pay equity in companies over 25 employees. It was a country where women walked off the job early in October 2016 to show that we as women have a voice. And that's important. There's been other progress. Women can now drive in Saudi Arabia. Important victory, but long overdue. Laws repealed where rapists avoid prosecution by marrying victims in Lebanon, Jordan, and Tunisia. So if you rape someone and you marry them, then you don't get charged. Um, record number of female executives in Fortune 500 throughout Canada, there's only six out of 100 who are leading top companies. Sexual harassment and assault finally is out being discussed with hashtag MeToo, showing a spotlight on it. I said to my three daughters, I have three daughters and a son, I said, have you ever experienced sexual assault? My oldest daughter started to cry and said, Mom, I, I have, but I'm not ready to talk to you about it. My stomach I just was just like a knot. My second oldest daughter said, I don't think I have. She's a, my daughter has fetal alcohol syndrome, and she's amazing and has done so well and has not either recognized it or maybe did not experience. But my baby was raped on a university campus in Canada. And she did not disclose it. She did not go forward because she had been drinking. And she felt totally guilty and responsible. The young man who raped her was a very popular student, older than her, on the campus. And she knew if she went forward and disclosed it, that there would be a lot of people that would turn against her. But the biggest thing for her is she carried the weight of guilt that she somehow did something to allow this to happen to her. So this is still happening here in this country, still happening with many of our, in the world, so many of our young men who come out as gay, are, they're persecuted and even killed in our world today. So many people are vulnerable. Sexual and domestic violence, in particular against women, still a huge issue in Canada, a really big issue. My sister was in an abusive marriage, and when she left her husband, they had three boys, every day he phoned her and swore at her and abused her. And she died at 46 um, of H1N1. But I believe in my heart that her immune system and her ability to recover from the flu was compromised because every day she lived in a violent situation, even though she was strong enough to leave him. He did not leave her alone. This is happening in this world today. 
And so many of us need to talk about it. We need to say that, that this is enough. My grandmother would be horrified, horrified to see how little we've come and gratified in the same way to see how far we've come. We've come far in many ways and we have not in so many ways. Do you know, I, I know I only have a couple more minutes, but I just want to say sometimes I get so discouraged about the lack of progress made on gender rights around the world, but also here in our beautiful country of Canada. There was an article written about the number of women uh, university presidents in Canada, and the Globe and Mail ran it. The next morning there were seven, 27 comments, and every one of them were negative. One comment said, men have run universities beautifully for the last 100 years. Why do we need a woman to run a university? Another comment said, now these are only two, every one of the 27 were negative. Another comment said, every university president in Canada could be a woman and they still would be whining. And everyone, right? Recently, Brenda Lucky became the first female RCMP commissioner in Canada. On a Thursday night, they announced that they'd be the announcement the next day. I woke up that morning to 120-something comments following that. Comments that said, yeah, right, put another woman in a meaningless administration position and let the men do the real policing in our country. It went on and on and on, and I was ill, because Brenda Lucky is, was so qualified to take on this role and still vicious gender attacks. Tweet, Twitter, I collect Twitter feed. Now, someone would say, why do you do that? I do it because I do presentations like this, and I talk about gender. Um, there was a period of time there were more comments about my gender than there was about my leadership or anything else. Now it's a little calmer. But there are comments made about my parenting, about uh, myself as a woman, about my family. There was one comment I was doing a presentation that said, what idiot would name a child Vianne? It's such a powerless name for a powerless person. And I put it up on the screen and my mother was in the front row and she started to cry. And she said, I cannot believe that people do this in today. Well, they do. They do. We look at our, the rights of our indigenous women and our murdered and missing women in this country, and we should be outraged. We look at the young women on university's campuses who experience sexual assault, like my daughter Taylor, and we should be outraged. We look at the stats on domestic violence in this province, and we should be outraged. I'm outraged but I'm also hopeful. I am hopeful because of young women like Taylor who are sitting there, who I know are going to lead this world a better place for our young men and women, her children and her grandchildren, than we have left it for you. This conference is important. It's important because we have come not so far since my grandmother was taken out of an elementary school to a life of servitude. We have not come far enough. Let's get a national strategy for supporting gender equality in this country and let's lead the world in what we do because this great country is a leader in so many ways. And we need to, 
to voice and talk about the inequality that is here in Saskatchewan, in Canada, and internationally. Because the day we stop talking about it is the day we stop moving forward. Thank you for doing this, Amnesty International. And to all the young men and women here today, I just say thank you. And I apologize that we have not gone far enough for you. But I know that you, standing on the shoulders of my grandmother, are going to make sure that my great-granddaughter isn't standing up here today saying, I am outraged. Thank you.